Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey, it's Devin Kadiyama. This is our very first episode. Now, we haven't officially launched yet, but we're going to be giving you a couple of episodes over the next two weeks before we officially launch on March 6th. So here we go. In San Francisco's Mission District, there's a lot that's surrounded by a chain link fence. On the lot is a little office and a porta potty that's outside the office. This is Green Cab. It actually took me a while to find it. I went by a couple times like, that can't be it. On the day that Sam Harnett went, who is our Silicon Valley reporter, there was only one lonely green cab on the property. That's Carl. Hey, Carl. I'm Sam. I'm from KQED. Carl was just finishing an 11-hour shift. He grew up in the Mission District and has been driving cabs for more than 20 years. How close do you think you are to, like, retiring or stopping driving? Oh, I don't think there's retirement in sight. You drive until you die. What's dying right now is San Francisco's taxicab industry. This week, the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency made a small rule change to try to help taxicab companies better compete against Uber and Lyft. The change lets a cab stay on the road longer until it hits 425,000 miles. But it seems like anything cab companies try right now is not enough to keep them alive, especially in a place like the Bay Area, the sandbox for tech which means that we get a first glimpse at how new technology is changing how we get around and who makes a living off of it. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. I want to go back to the summer of 2012. That's when these ride service companies started becoming a bigger thing in the Bay Area. Lyft gets into the game, and then a month after that, Uber follows with its version of lower-cost ride-hailing services. I put the timeline like this, like, right, so Uber and Lyft show up. At first, everyone's like, all right, what are these new companies? Are they really going to, they're going to get regulated, right? They don't get regulated in the same way as taxis. And then there's this period of panic where you start, when I first started reporting on it, you saw taxi drivers, like, freaking out. Taxi drivers are angry. Uber's taken a chunk out of their income. And that's when they started forming unions. There was like a union in New York City. There's a taxi driver's union here. They start protesting. San Francisco cab drivers are staging some messy protests against ride Over proposed rules that would give on-demand ride service companies easier access to the airport. They start suing Uber and Lyft. They start appealing to regulators. They start trying everything. And nothing really works. And so what happened here in San Francisco? Uh, some of these companies were started to consolidate. So the cab companies are under this huge financial pressure. And uh, in 2016, Yellow Cab, which was the biggest uh, cab company in San Francisco, it went bankrupt. And then ends up selling for only $810,000. 
And $810,000 is just a little more than the cost of three taxi medallions. Three medallions. Which, that shows you how much this industry has collapsed. I mean, this is basically, basically worthless. Taxi medallions were once seen as a good investment, literally a license to make money for cab drivers. But times have changed. Only on five Wilson. So, the, so Yellow Cab sells in 2016. It sells to the company that owns Citywide, which is an, an, uh, owns a bunch of other cabs. And then eventually, uh, last February, Luxor sold to the same company. So now you have these three big cab companies owned by the same uh, organization. And at the same time, fewer and fewer taxi cabs are being um, deployed onto the streets, and there's cuts in taxi cab service, which brings us to the last two years. So the last couple of years, I think we've seen a shift from kind of pushback, anger, fight, more to despair. I mean, I think you see that in the drivers themselves. There was this suicide in New York City uh, of a driver. 61-year-old livery cabbie Douglas Shifter posted on Facebook. He He talked about the economic pressure on him. He talked about the destruction of his profession. He talked about Uber and Lyft. He was broke. State Federation of Taxi Driver spokesman Fernando Mateo says cabbies everywhere understand that struggle. Was it an emotional thing for you to do the interviews with the San Francisco cab drivers? For sure. Just introduce yourself for me. Joe DiSalvo. Cool. How do you spell your last name? D-I-S-A-L-V-O. A lot of the drivers who are left now are older career drivers. How long have you uh, been a taxi driver? Uh, since 1984. Wow. Oh, quite a while. That's many years. Uh-huh. So you've seen the industry change. Oh, They're guys, yes. uh, primarily guys who are stuck. I mean, most of the drivers that I talked to for this story were saying, hey, if I were younger... I'm 74. And if I was younger, I'd just leave. I'd get a second job or go do something else. But that's, uh, that, my time's passed for that. These are people in their 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know? One guy told me it's, it's too late. I have to do what I've been doing as, for as long as I can, make, make it work somehow. But uh, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a bleak future. It just definitely does seem like a microcosm for a general shift, and it's a shift wherein consumers are getting things cheaper, and a lot of consumers are feeling the pressure themselves, right? Like, well, why should I pay 50 bucks or 40 bucks to get a ride in a taxi from the airport, and someone's offering you an option that's like 20 bucks, and it's like, of course you're going to take it. So I feel like this is definitely indicative of a whole range of stories where everything from Amazon uh, to uh, services like TaskRabbit and Fiverr, where you can pay to get things done really cheaply, they're super convenient. But in the end, you start seeing that they're having this effect where they're eroding these other jobs that are more long-term, more stable, and pay better. Sam, thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Devin. The story of San Francisco taxi cabs reminds me a lot of coal miners in Kentucky. When I was a reporter in Louisville, I'd hear stories about the dying coal industry from people who had worked their whole lives in coal mines. Mines that had changed drastically from when they first started out, the way the car service industry has changed. Sam Harnett will be on Forum Thursday morning to talk about the unraveling taxi industry. You can read Sam's stories at kqednews.org. The Bay is produced by Vinnie Tong and Eric Aguilar. Our senior leadership team is Julia McAvoy, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. You've been listening to The Bay. Take it easy. 
Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.